Welcome to the podcast with a purpose with information and content meant to motivate, aspire and inspire you from romance author and host Chamira E. Fleming, but you can call her my welcome to an experience. This is the Purple Charm Experience. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Purple Charm Experience, where I am your host, Chamira E. Fleming, but you can call me my. I have a wonderful episode prepared for you this week in preparation for the Thanksgiving holiday. I just wanted to send you off with a little something that's short and sweet and straight to the point. So with that being said, let's jump right into this episode. Welcome, everyone, again, to the Purple Charm Experience Podcast. It is Thanksgiving week. I am super excited. And I wanted to kick off the episode with a uh, a motivational quote. If you're new to the podcast, I always start my episodes this way. It gives us something that keeps us motivated, uplifted, and also uh, inspire us to a aspire to our greatness. And so with that being said, I have a wonderful quote by Mr. Henry David Thoreau. And it states, I am grateful for what I am and have. My thanksgiving is perpetual. I love this quote and it resonated with me because it is so true. You know, for me, I never stop giving thanks. You know, in my quiet time and my private thoughts, I'm always thankful and grateful for what I have. You know, we always say, um, if you woke up this morning, you should be giving thanks. You know, in the Southern Church, and I'll go back home and uh, I would go to um, my home church, is uh, New Hope Missionary Baptist Church. And I recall growing up, my mom would always say, girl, if you woke up this morning, you should be on your knees thanking the Lord, giving thanks. And, um, you know, I, I think it doesn't have to be once a year that we, we are thankful and give thanks. But any given moment in time, every year I think about everyone that we've lost, you know, people in our families and others that we may have known that are friends, family, um, um, people we look up to, admire. And this year, you know, there are a few celebrities that, you know, I don't I don't typically would, would not typically say something like this. But, you know, there are some a few celebrities that I just really just thought very highly of. And I just admired their their personality, the way they show up in the world, the way they encourage others and um, their light that they brought with them. And everything that they did and, and, and were to the people around them, you can just tell that they were beacons of light and love and laughter and just uh, positive, you know, forces in this world. And with so much darkness and so many things that's happening in this world that is negative, to have them on this earth walking with their positive light was something so special and to have lost them this year. I know it was 
you know, devastating for their families, but for the community at large um, of individuals or people who love them as, you know, as fans, us love them as fans, uh, it, it really hit home. And the two that stand out for me is David Arnold, uh, comedian David Arnold and Leslie Jordan. I think he's also a comedian as well. I know he played in a lot of um, comedic sitcoms and did a lot of theater work. And he was just amazing to me. And his his spirit was just, uh, just jumped out. Both of their spirits just jumped off the screen at you. And um, their personalities as well. And I know when they passed this year, David in September, Leslie just before my birthday in October, um, it, it really surprised me and hit me hard. So, and then also I recently learned this week that another one of my favorite comedians, Sinbad, had a stroke and is in recovery and he's only 64 years old. And so it just reminds me of seeing these these comedic giants and people around us, including family. I had a relative of mine, my um, that's close to me. Um, she was recently in the hospital, and she is someone that's very special to our um, our, um, our. You know, she's a, a, a major force in our family, and so that hurt as well. And it, like I said, it just reminds me of, of how bleeding life is and like today my, I may be fine with my health but there may be some underlying issues that I might not even know about that could be creeping up but tomorrow can be you know devastating it could be the toughest road I ever have to travel in my lifetime and the hardest to have to muster through so I say all this to say is that you know, we will lose those that we love. That's a given because life is not, you know, life has a, you know, an end point for us all. But this is why um, we should always be thankful for what we have, where, who we have in our life. We will miss the light that the, the world has because of the loved ones that we lost um, is no longer with us. And, but this is why, again, why we should be grateful and having a sense of gratitude during this time of year, in addition to any other time of the year is so vitally important. And so it's my prayer for you today that you are always living in a spirit of gratitude and that you're always uplifting the thought of thanksgiving each and every day as you proceed through your lifetime. Okay, now that we're getting to one of my favorite parts of the podcast episode, um, you all know I love to share my sips. And because we are in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I have two for you this week. The first one is the Perfect Pair Brandy Sidecar, and the second is the Autumn Sunshine Cocktail. 
Both of these are perfect cocktails for you to sip on during your holiday festivities, as well as if you want to listen to them while you're checking out this episode, the rest of this episode, that is. So without further delay, let's get into the first one. So the perfect pair brandy sidecar to make this particular uh, sip, you will need one, one and a half fluid ounce of jigger pear brandy, one half fluid ounce of lemon juice, one half fluid ounce of simple syrup, and one fluid ounce of pear nectar. Now, to make this, you're going to pour the brandy, lemon juice, simple syrup, and pear nectar into a cocktail shaker. And, you know, do what you do. (laughs) Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up, shake it. And then you're going to pour it over ice. Cover and shake until the outside of the shaker is frosted. And then strain into a chilled martini glass to serve. Now, I love this cocktail. It is so delicious. And it's not overly sweet. It has the perfect uh, fruity, you know, that pear fruity uh, flavor to it. So if you're not a real big sweet cocktail kind of person, this is a wonderful cocktail for you. I love it. Perfect cocktail for uh, entertaining with. Now, the second one is the Autumn Sunshine Cocktail. What you're going to need, you're going to need six ice cubes, two fluid ounces of bourbon, one fluid ounce of maple syrup, one fluid ounce of brandy-based orange liqueur, such as Grand Marnier, one clementine, juiced and peeled, cut into one and one-fourth inch strips. Now, the directions to make this one is, you're going to place the ice cubes in a shaker, pour bourbon, maple syrup, orange liqueur, clementine juice, and lemon juice over ice, cover the shaker, and shake it up, shake it up, shake it up, shake it (laughs) until chilled. And that's about 15 seconds. And then you're going to strain it into a chilled martini glass. Now, the second step to this is really cheeky, but you got to know what you're doing. Don't mess this up, guys. You're going to light a match or a lighter over the cocktail and squeeze one piece of clementine pear near the flame to flame the oil and then rub the peel on the rim of the glass and drop the peel into the cocktail. Now, let me tell you, if you don't know what you're doing, don't mess with this cocktail. But if you do this right, you're going to have a delicious autumn sunshine cocktail and, and let me tell you guys it is delicious the orange and the the orange liqueur with the grand marnier and perfect like it's all working together and to me it is another wonderful addition to um your holiday festivities uh and and the types of cocktails and wines and spirits that you may be serving during the the festivities so These are two for you to check out. I hope that you try them. I love them. Um, And if you do love them as well, please feel free to drop me a line. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. Um, And 
I hope that if you share these with your friends and family during the holiday season, that um, they enjoy them too. This is the perfect time to try these 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 fun types of cocktails, and um, you know, really, you know, make it a lot of fun for everyone that you're entertaining with. But with that being said, please drink responsibly and have fun. Okay, guys, for this week's Ask the Author, um, I'm going to tie in several different discussion topics in addition to, um, you know, some of the things that I wanted to discuss for Thanksgiving as well. And it's going to be really quick. I won't I won't keep you too long. I just want to share a few things. You know, um, in previous years, I've really been a part of uh, doing NaNoWriMo, which is National uh, Novel Writers Month, which always occur in the month of November. And one of the questions is, what do you think about NaNoWriMo? And is it worth it? And honestly, I do think it's worth it. It, it gets you going. It gets you in the mindset of writing. Um, this year, I'm, I'm a little frustrated with myself because I have not really had the opportunity to focus on writing for NaNoWriMo this year because I've got so many other projects and things happening right now, but I am writing in the interim to, uh, you know, when I can, because that's what you have to do as a, as a writer is you have to fit in writing where you can get it in. And so, but I do think it is very vital for all authors, all writers to take advantage of NaNoWriMo. Um, if, you know, if it's, if, if writing is serious to them, especially if you're working on a project, you know, a book or something, and you need to energize it, get energized and uh, find a way to be motivated to get the project completed. And um, I really do um, think that it is worth the time and effort put in it because for me, just the, um, for me, the, in uh, last year, setting up the page for me to go in and, and put in how much time I've dedicated to my writing, uh, kept me on task, having to post about what I've written and at least show, I can be accountable to myself, accountable to my, uh, my social media followers of, you know, whether or not I'm keeping on task and, um, doing what I said I was going to do. It helped me to really pound the payment and get my book out the last go round that I did it. And so, yeah, I actually do think it's worth it. And the second question is, what is your kryptonite as a writer? I think procrastination, um, not enough hours in a day and, uh, imposter syndrome is kryptonite to a writer or at least to me as a writer. 
um, there are often times when um, I feel like I don't have enough time in a day. And therefore, I put off what I need to be doing right now. If I have like five or 10 minutes, instead of just sitting down and doing what I know I should do, I'll say, oh, I'll put that off until tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And tomorrow comes and I am so busy that I don't get done what I said I was going to do. So those two things are a huge deterrent to me as staying on point um, as a writer. And then also imposter syndrome. There are times, I promise you, where I almost tell myself, oh my God, are you sure you could do this? I don't know. Maybe, maybe you should wait. Maybe it's not a good time. And I have to get out of my own head. And I don't know how many of you out there that are uh, uh, that are writers, aspiring authors, or have other passions and create to create a, creative projects and things that you're working on, where you feel like, oh my God, maybe I should just, I don't know, this might not be the best time for me to do this. And sometimes we just have to get out of our own way. And it not, it's not having kryptonite is not, these things are not just uh, um, mutually exclusive to being a writer. These affect a lot of different people in a lot of different areas. And so, and we all deal with it. And so, yeah, procrastination, not have enough time in the day and, um, are definitely my two biggest forces as that, that is my kryptonite as a writer. And then, um, just, you know, trying to keep up with, with everything that I'm going on, that I have going on. And so if you have any kryptonite, (laughs) uh, issues that keep you from doing what you need to do, please just get out of your own head, get out, oh, an imposter syndrome, like I said. So procrastination, not having enough time in the day, and imposter syndrome. Those are my three potential, and sometimes they get the best of me, kryptonite that keeps me, you know, that, you know, kind of pulls at me sometimes as a writer, and I try to ignore it and try to navigate around it and for the most part I do a pretty good job but like I said it affects not just me it affects a lot of different people in a lot of different areas and this is not something that's in you know uh something that only a writer deals with I think a lot of people deal with it in many different industries and areas or careers or whatnot and so we I think as people we just have to push through them and um, constantly affirm ourselves. That's one of the reasons why I post affirmations every day, motivational quotes every day on my on my social media pages. If you don't follow me, please follow me um, because it's important for us to see wonderful, uh, positive um, images and and um, and verbiage that uplifts us and keeps us navigating and and moving about in high vibrational uh, planes. I don't need and want low vibrations near me or around me. I need high vibrational 
energy. And so in order to do that, I have to keep in that mindset. I have to constantly tell myself that you are worthy. You are capable. You have the creativity to do these things. You have the ability to do these things. You can. You have the time to do what you say that you're going to do. What you need to do is make sure that you plan properly, you're organized, and you do the work instead of complain about it, instead of uh, put it off, and instead of acting as if you are so special that, uh, you know, you're, that no one else has to go through the same thing that you have to go through. No, do what you got to do. And that's something that's something that I tell myself every day. Do what you got to do. There's no excuses, no excuses, because if you take the time to make the excuse, you're going to take the time to get the job done. And that's just how I have to think about all of these things. And that's what I try to do when I think about these things. So I hope that helps you um, in your journey, whether you're a writer, aspiring writer, aspiring author, or if you're uh, any other type of creative or any other type of industry or career, I hope that, you know, what I'm saying uh, resonates with you. Kryptonite can use these these individual pieces of uh, what I described as my kryptonite can be applied across the board. And um, I hope that, you know, you say the words, think the thing, think the things that you need to think to change your mindset and to speak into existence the things that you need to do to be um, to not be affected by um, the things that can negative, negatively impact your life. So. Okay, everyone, I wanted to leave you with something special before I get into the Prince history as I close out, typically. But before I do, I wanted to say something to you all. There's three things that I'm really, really thankful for. In addition to my family, my husband, my two children, um, my extended family, my friends, the people that are in my inner circle that are the closest to me, um, I really want to say as a writer, I am so much, so much in, in, in gratitude and thankful for is you as the listener. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for giving me a platform to be able to share and express the things that I face as an author, as a writer, and my journey, allowing me to share my journey with you, allowing me to share the journey of other authors with you. I am thankful for the creativity that God has given me to be able to bring forth beautiful romance stories for people to fall in love with. I have been on this journey for the last four years, going into my fifth, and I am elated. I'm excited because I'm getting into new areas of where my my writing can grow. 
And I thank you for taking that, that journey with me, for taking the ride with me. I am thankful for the passion to write. I wake up every day wanting to sit down and write and not always having the opportunity to do so. And it is difficult. It's difficult to not be able to live and, and, and work doing the thing that you love because you have other, other priorities. But I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for that passion and the drive. It never leaves my side. So those things that I'm thankful for is you, my readers, my listeners, my re- uh, the, the folks that support and give me the strength to continue on. I am thankful for the creativity that I have to bring forth my writing. And I'm thankful for the passion to always live and, and want to be in the overflow of my gifts and purpose for writing. So with that said, I hope that whatever your gifts and purpose for living on this earth is, that you are always living in thankfulness and thanksgiving and gratitude of having it, and that you share with everyone in the world that you come in contact with, and that you are uplifted this holiday season, particularly Thanksgiving, and that when you sit down and you share with the people that you love, that you look at each one of their faces and see the love and the joy that, that, that they bring into your life and that you extend into theirs. And I pray for each and every one of you each and every day. And thank you for joining me. Now, let's get into the Prince history. right, everyone. So as we wrap up this week, I want to say that our Prince history is coming forth today. It's going to be short and sweet. Uh, Y'all know I love Prince and I always find a way to keep his memory alive and uplifted and to share some of the things that he did during his lifetime with you, the audience. And so today I'm just going to tell you about his name. If you didn't know, his birth name, Prince Rogers Nelson, was taken from his father's stage name, Prince Rogers. And in that name, uh, his dad used that name in the jazz band, the Prince Rogers Trio. And his father's real name is John L. Nelson. So with that being said, if you didn't or you haven't heard of this album uh prince produced an album of his dad's music actually and so i'm taking a song this week the prince song of the week is called don't play with love and it's from the john l nelson project if you haven't listened to it oh my god his dad was so incredible the jazz his jazz band was amazing and i am a huge jazz fan love jazz i'm And so um, if you are into jazz too, you definitely want to check out the John L. Nelson Project album. Highly recommend it. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me. And I'll see you next time. Hi, 
guys, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Purple Charm Experience. I hope you enjoyed it. But in the meantime, in between time, I hope that you will also take a moment to check out my website, www.creativecalfrey.com, where you can find more information about me, my books, my merchandise, and more. Also, while you're there, I hope you, you will sign up for my newsletter by subscribing. If you also want to receive exclusive content and merchandise that pertains to this podcast, please sign up for my Patreon page by becoming a member. And finally, if you really enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider sharing with your friends and family. I appreciate it and they deserve to get this great information too. So until we meet again, I'll see you next time. Bye.